Welcome one and welcome all. We're live on Berry Flow Upstream number 60. This episode is entitled Safeguard, and we're here on August the 9th, 2015. Here with a great crew. going to be a good episode, guys. We have Chris, editor-in-chief of Crackberry.com. How are you doing, Chris? I cannot complain, at least for the moment. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty more to talk about, so I'm sure that'll come. <laughs> Brandon, how are you doing, man? What's up, guys? It's been... I think I, I kind of go on these small little hiatuses, and I'm back again. I'm, I'm glad to be back. You've been traveling, is what it looks like, man. I see you like, yeah. getting your status updates. So, nah, yeah, nah. last uh, last weekend, it was a long weekend here in Canada, so I took advantage of it because uh, I've, I've been having some crazy shifts. Uh, so I went with some friends down to Chicago to take in Lollapalooza. So that was a lot of fun. Damn. Lollapalooza, man. Lala. It's funny. There was like an Italian uh, DJ there named uh, Alesso, and like he was like, "I love you, Lollapalooza." And like, <laughs> was like, "What the fuck, Lollapalooza?" <laughs> that's funny. That is that's pretty rank. But what was your favorite act that was up to see? Like, who did who were you most interested in seeing when you were out there? Um, for me, it was probably uh, the Weekend or ASAP Rocky. Mm, yeah, I'd probably pick the weekend between the <laughs> two personally, but I'd have to hear them live. To really yeah, yeah. But before we go off on Brandon's tangent, we do have Alex Bass here as well of Cyberbytes Inc. How you doing, Alex? Doing good, doing good. Enjoying Windows 10. Enjoying the nice weather. Can't complain. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoying his new computer parts that he has in the background. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't even gonna acknowledge it. But no, I don't know. You just keep going. Yeah, so everything's good, everything's good. Alex, if you just put yourself out there, it was appreciated. We got we got a lot of news to talk about this particular week. I think one of the earliest pieces of news that we got from this week is going to be the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition. I was skeptical at first to see this device, and I'm still kind of on the fence because it may be one of those devices you have to hold in your hands to really, really appreciate or see in real person. <laughs> but Chris has better impressions on it than I do for sure, so I'm going to lock on your screen, Chris. How, what are some of your impressions on the device? Are you liking it versus some of the other ones you have? I mean, when it comes to the Silver Edition, I honestly wasn't necessarily that big on it. You know, looking at the images of it out there and everything like that, everybody knows what it looks like in the actual images, but now that I have it in my hands, it's kind of a bit of a different story. It's I mean, kind of a big deal, guys. <laughs> uh, it kind of is, and it kind of isn't. Like my original, my original comments stand in regards to it. You know, just being another fancy dressed-up passport that hasn't changed. You know, I'm not gonna, well, not gonna change my stance on that. But it is a really damn nice device when it comes down to it. Uh, you know, put it put it in comparison to the other ones that are out there. I mean, I have the red one, I have a white one, I have an AT&T one here, and there's just, I don't know, it's almost, like I said, uh, uh, I think it was last week anyways, maybe it was the week before, there is just a little bit of, a little touch of luxury in, in the Silver Edition that isn't necessarily found on some of the other versions because where it is, you know, it has those stainless steel highlights and the keys look pretty immaculate on there. And it's just, it's different in terms of the other devices. And I don't know, that's that's what I like about it. But again, I still stand in regards to what I said about it 
uh, you know, pretty much just being a fancy dress-up passport. I'm not not going to yeah. backtrack on that. That's that's realistically what it is. But uh, at the same time, there are some subtle differences as well. I mean, there it's debatable about whether or not the actual camera is changed hardware-wise when you look at, at all the diagnostic tools. I mean, I downloaded, um, uh, what the hell is the name of the app, uh, Device Suite Pro to basically pull up some of the information from the device itself. So when you actually look at it through that, the, um, the rear-facing camera, the back-facing camera, the camera that everybody would essentially want to use for the most part, um, is exactly the same hardware, but in doing some testing with the actual device, there is there seems to be some sort of optimization going on with the actual camera. I don't know what it is, but pictures do look ever so slightly crisp, and I'm trying not to sell this too hard because when I say ever so slightly, I do really mean like ever so slightly. Like, you can tell that there's a slight difference, like... The pictures taken on the Silver Edition look a little bit brighter, maybe a little bit more vivid um, compared to, you know, any of the other versions, even the AT&T version. Um, that being said, BlackBerry actually did make some changes to the front-facing camera. If you actually pull up the details and look at that, uh, I do believe the one... I don't want to get it mixed up, but... Um, one of the cam one of the front facing cameras is basically it was built by LG IT, which is probably LG, uh, and the other one was built by I believe Simco, Simco or Semco, one of the two. Um, so they actually did make an improvement on the front facing camera that was never really acknowledged in any of the uh, the documentation. Anyways, nobody nobody ever said, hey, we changed this, but it, it's pretty clear when you pull up the information, like it reads off the who manufactured it, which version it is, and so on and so forth. So all of that information is there. So they did make some refinements to the front-facing camera. I find it's a little bit quicker. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys experienced it on any of your passports, but um, it, the on my red one, there's kind of like a slight bit of lag. That lag isn't on the Silver Edition for whatever reason. I mean, obviously it's attributed to the hardware change, but... Yeah, that that's one thing that I did notice about it. Um, we could talk about the keyboard, but realistically, I mean, when it comes down, yeah, the keyboard. It, it, here, here's where I think people get a little bit confused in regards to the keyboard because the keyboard itself is absolutely different from the original one, but it's not absolutely different from the AT&T version. If you have the AT&T version, it's going to feel exactly the same. It, it, there doesn't necessarily appear to be any real differences between the AT&T version and the Silver Edition. But if you have a regular passport, uh, you know, red, white, or black, that's where you're going to see the differences. The keys are a little bit softer. They're a little bit smoother to touch, and uh, I don't know. They, they. I don't want to. I don't want to say squishier because squishier might not be the right word, but they're they're easier to press. Let's let's roll with that one. They're easier to press. Yeah. Uh, when we got the original passports, they almost have to break it in a little bit, you know? Yeah. It seems yeah, like no, that's, absolutely. That's like already done. Yeah. On it's, the AT&T it's, and on the SE version. Yeah, like there was that 
most people probably know like that snap in the keys when on the regular version and the the silver edition and essentially the AT&T version don't have that same snap in the keys. It, it's a much softer touch and you can just better tactile feedback. Yeah, I mean, it's debatable whether or not one keyboard is better than the other. Obviously, somebody's, you know, there's there's going to be people who, who love the Silver Edition. And, and BlackBerry admittedly themselves said, we've improved the keyboard, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Of their own admission, they've, they've made it a little bit more user-friendly at the very least. So Yeah. What, what about the back? Because I know you like naked devices, Chris. I know you like, like having the device exposed. And maybe that's what draws you to the SE because it, it does have that nice back. How does that yeah. feel in comparison to like classic and leap? Um, when it comes down to it, what the the main thing that I I basically focused on, at least when I was using it, anyhow, um, I always try and take pictures one-handed. I mean, realistically, my hands are big enough to take a picture with the passport with one hand. You know, I can either push the space key or I can tap on the glass. Um, but sometimes I, w I was always a little bit weary with actually doing that with my red one because the because of the fact that the back is a little bit slipperier. Um, but on the on the silver edition one, I don't I don't I don't really have any any hesitation with actually being able to just whip it out, take a picture with one hand, and put it back in my pocket. So it you know it's definitely grippier in that sense and. If your hands are a little bit sweatier, obviously that's going to increase the, the grippiness as well. So overall, I think they made the right decision with going with the with the diamond back on there because it really does help in terms of holding the device. And the other the other thing that I notice is that um, you know when you're laying in bed, if you're cruising your phone on your while you're laying in bed, that makes it a little bit easier to actually go ahead and hold that way as well. So they Blackberry Passport Silver Edition, great for yeah. bed cruising. Yeah, exactly. So work. Know, they they definitely made some improvements to it, and I don't I don't really think that anything you know that they added to it was really superficial. I think they really thought about how they could actually go ahead and make some subtle improvements to it without you know really offending anybody and still offering the same. Same sort of device, but in just another respect. Uh, you know, it's it, aesthetic. It's, it's respectable. What do you, in the back guys, of the device? Guys, I'm still, I'm still guys, stuck on. Yeah, Brandon. Guys, it's just sexy as F-U-C-K, man. It's just, it's just sexy, man. It's just yeah, sexy. It it, and uh, I wish, I wish everybody could actually get it because realistically, like, no matter how good the pictures are of it, they really do not show the device. The device does not show well in pictures at all yeah. in comparison to the other devices, and I really wish that wasn't the case because when you actually hold it and you get that weight and you feel those lines, like the, the beveled edges on the edge, it's just like, oh, God, you're so damn beautiful. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, damn. <laughs> yeah. Passport problems when you have yeah, six right? and you can't choose. <laughs> oh man, it's it's funny. I had asked you, Chris. I had asked you in comparison to the Leap back and the Classic back. Is it? it I feel like it's is it more dexterous than those devices? That backing that comes, the diamond backing on the SE. Is it a little bit more rigid and, and easier to hold? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty much on par with with the Classic. Maybe. I think maybe the 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 leap has like a little bit more. It's a little bit more finer on the leap and not as um, you know like the 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 portions aren't as recessed, so you don't get necessarily as good of a grip. 
but it, it's definitely the same as uh, as the classic because that's one of the things that I really noticed about the classic was obviously the first one you pick it up and you get that weight, but then you know it doesn't feel as heavy because when you start rubbing your fingers on it, you're like, oh, I get a good grip on this, right? So it, yeah, it, it it's exactly that same feel, and I'd probably say that exact same rigidity. Awesome. It's good that they're they're repurposing some of the things we do like and not just dis making them disappear and fall. Yeah, off. unlike the glass we back, which nobody ever saw again on the Z30. But we'll but get to that. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Did the Q10 have the glass weave back? Yes. For oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it did. The Q10 Z30 and good call. Maybe something else soon. But hey, as I'm, there, I just want to talk a little bit on the aesthetics piece there, right? When we're looking at the that passport versus some of the older ones. The refinements Chris mentioned, like he was talking about them in a sense that if BlackBerry didn't just do it just to do it, they did it with some kind of purpose, right? So like even the camera module on the back looks more retro and like refined, which I think is just really cool. I'm walking yeah. it on you there, Chris. It just looks like one of those retro 70s or 80s cameras and as opposed to the classroom, which looks a little bit more modern. I kind of like the retro-y look, especially with just the overall blend of the device because the way everything breaks out, it just seems more balanced. It almost seems like oh, like a reverse, like a like they inverse the design idea, you know? Because they went with like initially yeah. like that porcelain feel on the back, and then they're like, let's do the opposite, you know? Let's build it and make it very, very rigid. It's very, very nice device, Chris. Anyone right now on the fence? Would you say buy it, or I mean, buy a cheaper one for you know an, an older version for cheaper? What's your what's your actual impression and consensus on it right now? I mean. At this point, when it comes down to the pricing and stuff like that, if you're, uh, you know, if you want that accessory bundle, definitely probably pick that up because you're probably not going to get another deal like that again, unless BlackBerry goes a little bit slightly crazy with their pricing. I would definitely pick it up. Um, if if somebody asked me today, you know, what passport would you pick up? If they laid out all three in in front of me. And said, "What device would you buy today? Uh, the AT&T version, the original black, red, white, whatever, or the silver version? I would probably go towards the silver version, just because it has that additional touch of class on it. It has that nicer look. Um, even though the red one is oh. still hella sexy today, I mean, the silver one just stands out. Like if you're into the." The flashiness of devices, then definitely a silver one is pretty much at the top of the list. If you're not necessarily worried too much about the flashiness of your device or anything along those lines, pick up a black one because you're probably going to get it for cheaper, right? You know, it, it's funny just to see how, how these past three passports came to fruition. Like, the first passport looked so great, but I guess some people could have complained about the sharp corners in the hands and maybe the keyboard being too close to the bottom. Then AT&T goes and says, we're not going to sell this device unless you make the changes that we want you to make. Curve all of the corners and give a little bit more bottom chin. And then that comes out and people complain, it looks ugly. It took away what made Passport Passport. And then it's like now the Silver Edition, they're like, we'll keep the bottom curved for like hand <laughs> feeling nice, but it's like we're going back to the corners and the top and then we're going to keep that chin at the bottom. And then people also complain about the quality of the AT&T variant and then this one is like solid quality. So it's like they literally took all of the problems that came 
with the original passport and the AT&T passport and turned it into like the the perfect solution between the two. Yeah, it's like it's like the ultimate ultimate mishmash of devices. Mm. The only thing the only thing that's in my head is like did they actually plan that? <laughs> like, yeah. Was that plan was that planned out or was that just like lucky? <laughs> Go with the flow, yeah. The real question was was this a BlackBerry Porsche design that was rejected? And yeah. I think that remains to be seen. I mean, I feel like it's almost not at that quality level yet with no. some of the material choices. So really, maybe it was just like a prototype that they were going to take in that direction and never did, and they're like, you know what? Maybe this is something we can re-steer at our consensus that Alex mentioned had all of those little nitpicks with the device when it first came out. When it is a polarizing device, people are going to pick up on those things, right? So it kind of makes sense to address it at some point, especially for your core base who maybe is like, I'm not going to that device because it's you know, this or that. So I like the, the uh, availability. What do you guys think about, like, cases and, and the big pack that came with it? You got, like, a case, a pouch, and a yeah, stand, the, a cage and two stands. The case, the, what you get, uh, let me go grab it here, just, like, two shakes, because it's only sitting on my counter. The stand is a charging dock, right? Yeah, it's a charging dock. No data, no, uh, no like HDMI or anything like that. But I assume you could hook a slim port up to the back of it and, and still get the same effect. So basically, you get the sync pod. Uh, you get the uh, leather flex shell case. Love that case. And the leather flip case, which coincidentally actually works on all variations of the passport. So if you actually want to buy this for like your regular passport, it fits in there. If you want to buy it for your AT&T passport, it fits in there. And the LED light lines up and everything, so like if you get a message or anything, you it lines up perfectly. You can still see the LED. The only thing that obviously doesn't look normal on it is the back. Um, where the camera goes, but realistically, that's it. It doesn't interfere with the camera usage. It just doesn't look proper, like compared to the to the silver edition, right? But there's nothing really wrong with it. You can use the camera as it is. And, and all the accessories are branded silver edition, which I find interesting too. Yeah. Because that's something that didn't happen with the red. We didn't get red edition. We didn't get white edition. So it's almost you know that that other next step to really make the device stand out. So that that's cool. Do you think those the added pricing that may be involved there for those who buy now is worth it? I mean, it's like 150 more, right? Or $50 more, depending on which region. Yeah, it's, it's $50 more, but you basically get like $130, 100, $130 worth of accessories in the U.S., $150 worth in Canada because, you know, exchange rate mm -hmm. and all that crap. Um, but, yeah, plus I mean... It pr plus Plus, it probably improves your Tinder game, too, if you're, like, on the <laughs> and you have the, have the device with you. It probably yeah, just looks better, you know? Brandon just presents, like, the perfect transition because <laughs> Alex's Tinder game may be a little bit better if his Silver Edition passport that he, he doesn't have because he's on Verizon. But if he had it, his Tinder game may be that much better if that device was running Android. And that's kind <laughs> of what we saw, maybe, online uh, from the guys over at Mondo Blackberry, they put up a very short video of a Silver Edition Passport running what looks like an Android operating system. Is it far-fetched? Not really. Is it rendered? Could be. At this point, 
until Blackberry tells us something, that's all I'm listening to. But I'll take it for what it is. What did you guys think of it when you saw it? Was it something that interests you? It just personally for me looked like just not right, like some kind of like weird creature. <laughs> it, 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 it was like a passport running a bad Android app, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, do we even know if it was like an actual Android OS or if it was just a launcher, like we've seen done on BlackBerry well, devices? Chris did a great post on this. Tell us about it, man. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Like everybody, know, everybody at this point knows that you can download an Android launcher onto a black any any BlackBerry 10 device, and you can essentially get it to basically look like it was running Android. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows that there has been countless fakes out there. I mean, I all it takes is two minutes to download the app, and three minutes in Photoshop, and you're pretty much done with it. Like you can present that as a real thing and have people believing it. However, there are some oddities in this one. Um, you know, when you actually look at the icons, if you look at at look carefully at the photos. You can see that BlackBerry Safeguard is an icon on the actual device. Now, I've never actually been able to get that to show up on a BlackBerry 10 device that is just simply running a launcher. Now, at the same time, you know, it's not exactly hard to go ahead and make an application that you could load onto an Android device and change the icon and the name either. But the fact that that is there, now, it's a little bit... As I as I said in the post, it's a little bit. Everybody's probably wondering what what BlackBerry Safeguard is at this point, and it realistically is a little bit of inside baseball because when BlackBerry sends out the review documents for their for BlackBerry 10 devices, they have like sections. They break them up into sections, and BlackBerry Safeguard is a bunch of things. You yeah, know? it's not just one thing. Yeah, it's like it's like their whole security suite that they implement onto devices. So basically it has like BlackBerry Protect into it, picture passwords, so on and so forth. Device that's what BlackBerry Yeah, that's what BlackBerry Safeguard is essentially. So looking at this and taking all of those things under consideration, it's not exactly beyond the realm of possibility to basically say okay, maybe BlackBerry is working on an Android device, and maybe this is essentially their security solution for it. They just basically took all of those things that make BlackBerry security great, they coupled them into an app and pushed it there, and that's what it is on the Android device. It's called BlackBerry Safeguard on an Android device. Um, some other tricky things with it, The now, even though this could be Photoshopped, of course, um, it actually shows the device powering off, and that's what, what the, the blank little white box is there, and it's all in Portuguese, I do believe. Um, but basically, when you shut off an Android device, it tells you that it's powering off and shutting down. The only problem is, in this instance, none of the Android controls would work on a BlackBerry device like that. Just like when you access the settings on BlackBerry 10 through the Android runtime, you can't turn off Wi-Fi, you can't turn off Bluetooth, and you can't turn off the power. So if it's not really running Android, it begs the question, how is this How is this device, you know, powering off? Or at least giving the appearance that it's powering off. It, it um, also gave the appearance of that it was multitasking, you know? That they were yeah. clearing out open applications, which, at least on BlackBerry 10, for most launchers... When you launch another app, it's going to launch another active frame on BlackBerry 10. So. Yeah, exactly. And 
the other, I guess you could say, telling portion of it uh, was essentially the the actual keyboard usage. I mean, um, if you look at the video, it it's terrible when when he's actually ro- scrolling around, like in regards to like the frame rates and stuff like that going through the device. However, um, the uh, the keyboard, the touch sensitive keyboard on the BlackBerry Passport is actually working. Now, as everybody knows. The BlackBerry Classic supports that. The BlackBerry Passport supports that, but it only realistically supports it within applications. It has never actually worked outside of an application, and on the on a on a launcher. Like if I was to load twenty different launchers on there onto my device right now, none of them would work with the yeah. sensitive keyboard on the Passport. You know, and, and when he, I, I love everyone jumps on like, oh, it was running like crap and blah, blah, blah. Like he was touching the screen, it wasn't even responsive. Well, when he put his finger on the screen to swipe back to the left, he was essentially over that little bar at the bottom that isn't meant to be part of the touchscreen because that's like the back button, home button, and apps button. And then he clicks the back button when you have to click the home button for it to do it. So like he clicked the back button, nothing happened, but nothing was supposed to happen. So like it, he was just using it very poorly and made it look so terribly. Like I, I don't think it was running as bad as it appeared. He just no. wasn't using it very Yeah, well. like it doesn't look like it was running bad at all. No. In my opinion, personally. No. And that's how I feel it. as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like when you pick up a device. It, it almost looked like he picked up the device for the first time exactly. and you know exactly what to do with it. So, you know, but, you know, you know it's sketchy when yeah. <laughs> you're doing a video and you don't even know how to. Do it. I mean, at at this point in time, I realistically don't think it's beyond the realm of the possibility to say that BlackBerry has devices in Waterloo that are running Android. Like we've seen enough crap at this point to be able to say, yeah, there's definitely something funky going on in Waterloo when it comes to Android running on devices. Whether or not, man, it's the water. Yeah, whether or not this is is a real situation or someone just taking advantage of the situation with the hype, I don't think so because you know, if if this was somebody who wanted to go ahead and create a fake, they would you know most likely want some credit for it. For one, this was basically sent into Mondo BlackBerry via an anonymous source, right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't know if if I was playing games, I'd probably want some credit for it. If that was the case, if I wanted to stay under the cover with a real device, I'd obviously leave my name off of it. So that's one thing. The other thing, of course, you have to take under consideration is that it, keeping in mind all of those other previous things that we noted here, if this is a fake, it's a really damn good fake because I have never been able to go ahead and accomplish these and you know I sort of have like a, a half-assed reputation when it comes to creating fakes not necessarily to trick people out but to basically use as an example like this is a fake this is how easy it is to fake I fake Netflix and you know a couple of accounts years ago a couple of accounts fucking ran it as if it was the real deal that's how Black, good it Blackberry looked, right? faked Blackberry fake Netflix almost. <laughs> it wasn't just you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, if it is a fake, it's a well-coordinated fake. That's all I got to say. And again, I don't think anybody could really question whether or not BlackBerry has some devices out there that are running pure Android at this point. Yeah. You know, they they definitely definitely are doing some sort of testing, even if it is internal in a small audience, whatever. Right, so they've probably been testing Android on on various BlackBerry 10 
BlackBerry 10 devices for probably years now. Like yeah. whether it's just one person in the company running it, I, it's not surprising at all to just see a legitimate device like that. It's pro it's probably like John Chen's wife is running the the first yeah. BlackBerry <laughs> device. It's the Samsung. You know, Chris, you mentioned something really really interesting earlier, and I I want to. Forget I even mentioned it. I'm just going to BBM you. <laughs> but I, I want to welcome Jubei onto the cast. He hopped on here. Uh, how you doing, man? Good to have you. I'm doing well. I apologize, uh, apologize for the tardiness, but um, I'm here. <laughs> we, we already like passed all the, all the conversation of the SE, but I want to just swing back there for like a brief moment. Give us like a short summation of your thoughts on the Silver Edition Passport. Um, well, uh, I know on my channel uh, I mentioned that um, I mentioned that I got to go to the BlackBerry uh, corporate office here in New York, and I was able to fool around with, with the device for a while. And it's running, you know, identical specs, identical software, uh, but the build is really nice. It's, it has a really premium feel. I like it a lot. It's a very smart and handsome device. And those who are on the fence of buying the uh, original. Uh, passport. Uh, this is definitely uh, that uh, silver edition is uh, pushing a few people definitely to buy the device, and it's a great purchase. Um, that's that's it. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. I know I got some uh, detailed questions on my uh, channel in regards to some of the specifics on the device, and um, you know those were addressed. But uh, overall, if you know, I had money to spend, I definitely would buy it myself. It's great. I mean, it, it almost makes me wonder what um, happened with Porsche, right? Yeah, what, if the, <laughs> what, what model they're going to come out with because I can't, I can't really see Porsche coming out with a design that's substantially better than this Silver Edition because it's really that nice. I know some people are like, is there any plastic on it? No, there's no plastic on it. Well, I don't know. That's debatable, but yeah, well, I I, I, picked I I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll t I'll talk about it and basically you know we can we can just basically bounce and I'm gonna put it out there that my my testing was absolutely 110 percent totally unscientific when it comes to this. Okay, <laughs> listen. He's banging on it like a drum. Yeah, like obviously I'm not going to go ahead and scratch the device to be able to find out whether or not it's stainless steel or not. However. Many people have questions about whether or not the chin on the device is actually stainless steel, whatever it Absolutely. is, right? Okay? And BlackBerry has that, that exploded view where it shows everything is pretty much stainless steel, or at least they imply that it's stainless steel. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's the chin, the chin portion might not necessarily be stainless steel. And the reason why is because I have, I have a Zippo, and when I tap it on certain parts of the phone, it sounds different. The majority of the parts on the phone have a very, I don't I don't want to say tinny, maybe a steel sound. They have a very steel sound. When you tap the chin, however, it's a very dull sound. It doesn't sound like it's tinging off of anything or anything like that. Again, like I said, very unscientific and not proven. However, I would say that that piece, at least that particular piece, is probably plastic, but um, I, I, I don't really know. I did know that on the bottom, let me get the, there's not much light here, but I know that the frame comes around the bottom. Yeah. That solid piece. 
there is a plate that comes on top that you can literally you can tell that they actually put on and we're talking about like just to the uh, left of the frets that circles all the way underneath the keys and comes back up to the right of the frets like that a smile. piece actually um, you can tell that they actually attach that on top of the solid framing around it that piece I scratched it I, I did I did tap on it and it appears to be um, it appears to be a great you know um, just the, like aluminum like just it's it is a metal it didn't, I looked at it very finely at some of the lines nothing was spray painted but like I said I didn't I, I did look at detail at the device I did not bang on it with the zippo <laughs> and get the paint out although I do have a zippo I can um, see Chris like with a magnifying glass like tapping yeah. around <laughs> see how he gets I think on the whole I mean we could we could debate whether or not it's truly stainless steel or aluminum whatever you know, but we cannot debate that it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean that that's that's pretty much the summary of it. Is that Did you, what, James? you you put the uh, the images that I took? No, we have those. We have those. We have those coming on Monday, which will be tomorrow. Tomorrow for the okay. pe- for the peoples. No one no one's on the internet on Sunday except watching Upstream right now. So <laughs> it's a shame. I'm gonna say it's the nicest device I've per- personally for me the nicest device that's come out of BlackBerry ever. In my opinion, I think it's better than the 9900. Even you know, Brandon, I put on Twitter that like the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition is just a test. It's just them messing around, seeing what they can do. Because I think in stating Ron Luke's and in, in stating the idea that hardware is going to be significant for them for the foreseeable future, I think they do need to up the ante, and that's what they did with this, right? They took a de- 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 a great design and made it better. So it's kind of keeping their keeping their chops licked, so to speak. You know, the you gotta say, you gotta stay current, you gotta stay relevant. The ninety nine hundred had a little bit of a beveled edge on the end too, didn't it? Like around the silver pieces on the frame. Maybe that's yeah, why it reminds me of the ninety nine hundred so much. Yeah, the classic and the passports don't have that beveled edge, except the SE edition. So yeah, it's kind of a throwback for you there, eh, Chris? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Anyways, Alex is like, can you guys stop talking about the SE? We've Dude, already it's a been pass- through this. It's a, it's a passport, and we've talked about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> but you've got, you got to have a good chin, though. If it doesn't have a good chin, you can't trust, you can't trust a weird chin. You know what, though, Alex? Alex is mad he can't have any passport. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, you know what, though, Alex? It's more interesting talking about the SE, even though it's the exact same phone as the passport. More interesting talking about this than talking about the leap. So, <laughs> I can't disagree with that. That's, <laughs> the leap was a very boring thing to talk about. Shady shows what it is that he has uh, displayed on his right behind him. No, so let's move on, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to talk about that, Jube. <laughs> Alex is so ridiculous. I can't. <laughs> so. Moving on from Alex's tirade, I want to talk a little bit about the BlackBerry Android Secured Portal. This was news that people were using to fan the flame of BlackBerry going toward an Android device. But they got the domain, and they actually did something with it fairly short after. And that <laughs> out basically like a newsletter-type newsreel website where you can go and get different amalgamated content regarding Android management and Android security, which... It's kind of a domain they're headed in, right? Maybe they want to show off their expertise in that particular area, but 
it's kind of BlackBerry focused. Sometimes not. Most mostly BlackBerry focused. So I wonder if this is going to be something that they use as maybe a medium to help explain what's going on with this Venice device that we keep hearing about. What what are some of your thoughts on the portal? Has anyone ever actually checked it out thus far besides Chris and I? <laughs> Just Chris and you. Yeah. That shows that shows you how targeted the portal is, you know. And yeah. even the BlackBerry diehards are like, "I'm a BlackBerry fan. Like this has nothing to do with me." Yeah, but I, got, I, but I fear it may in the future very soon. I got a lot of crap in the comments for basically putting it up. Like, I don't care about this. I'm like, I know you don't care about it, but come on, this, this is, is like Blackberry. BlackBerry's. This is part of BlackBerry's future, and this is their site, and this is why I'm posting it. Like, give me a break. <laughs> they bought the domain, not me. Right? This is. I'm just sharing. It's not my fault, bro. I'm sorry. I, I think on a serious note, I think it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to start a discussion in terms of, you know, get people talking about Android and security, get people talking about maybe what the faults are in Android security, what some of the advantages of having Android in the workplace are. And after people have that kind of fresh in their mind, they can be like in a few months' time, be like, now we have this Android solution. Um, yeah. uh, we're already working with Knox. We're already working with, uh, I think, the Google solution, which is Android Security or something like that. Um, and so they can point to those, and then they'll be like, but now we have our own solution, Android solution, and this is why it's good, because we've heard from you, and we've heard based on these articles that there's these points that people feel are lacking in the system, and these are the points that we're addressing in our system. Something yeah. to that effect, you know, just to get the conversation going and, and kind of have it as a, as a jump spot uh, for where they're going to launch their Android-secured offerings. It's building blocks to get us all ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're educating the market, because realistically, imagine, imagine BlackBerry didn't say a word about Android, and then they come out with, like, an Android device, then it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what, security Android? Like, they're at the phase where they're educating the market, and people are hearing Android and BlackBerry enough that it's not going to be, like, you know, it's going to be a natural thing, and people think, oh, well, maybe they did secure Android. You know, I got to show off Blend earlier today, and it was great. They were like, wow, that's that's really cool. And I wonder if Blend is something we're going to see on Android, too. Like, what of BlackBerry... I think yeah. Chris begged the question on, on CrackBerry's forums, what really constitutes BlackBerry? And I tweeted myself, like, you... And this is really in a, in a response to, like, investors particularly, because investors are coming out, I'm going to sell my shares, John Chen's doing a disservice. Something I totally disagree with. And I think BlackBerry, BBRY, what you're investing in there is so much more than what BlackBerry 10 is, right? It's really the experience BlackBerry 10 gives you. And that experience can exist beyond BB10, right? It can exist anywhere. And I think John Chen sees that future for BlackBerry. You know, we, we had those... Um, I think they were like surveys through BlackBerry a while back. I'm talking like a year back now when Blend was first like coming out. And it, it was really obvious that they said, you know, we're going to have Blend, Blend work for iOS and Android. It's just the question of like, I feel like you'd start seeing Blend come out cross-platform before you see anything about a BlackBerry device running Android, unless they're trying to be like, here's a uh, an Android BlackBerry device that comes with this new, you know, awesome Blend software. Like, are they trying to make it a package deal to try and really push these device sales? Or, I, like, as a security company, you just want to get the cross-platform out the door as soon as possible and be like, hey, look what you can do on all these platforms now. I, I mean, they've had, a, they've had a year and a half. I think they are going to go all out if they're going to do it, right? Why not yeah. at this point? 
Brandon, what about you, man? Android Secure Portal. You think it's good to get the word out that that BlackBerry is at least educated in the realm of securing this wild, crazy beast, this vast beast that is Android? Okay, so my point of view on this is essentially we've all kind of conceded that they're going to eventually start offering maybe some Android devices and stuff like that. And so basically what they have to do, they kind of got to convince the marketplace that just because they have their own operating system, which is the most secure, they got to have a discussion going and get people believe that they're able to have the most secure Android operating system. Because even though they have a proven track record with BlackBerry 10, uh, BES 12, and stuff like that, uh, they kind of still have to prove that they are able to effectively um, secure Android because as, as we've seen, basically no one's been able to do it yet. I mean, you look at Blackphone, uh, and they just had like a massive uh, security breach not that long ago, and you look at other offerings as well. So they kind of have to play kind of a political kind of PR type of game to get people to really believe what they're, what they're going to come up with. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said there because... Even today, I mean, I, as James said, I put up a post, what makes a BlackBerry a BlackBerry, and, you know, there was a lot of, even though most people were open to, to the situation in regards to BlackBerry moving to Android and stuff like that, there's still a lot of people who, who rely heavily on that, that secure factor, and if there's no way to be able to go ahead and convince those people, then, you know, it, it, it really comes down to the chances are you're probably going to lose them as a customer entirely, and I don't think BlackBerry wants that, of course. They, they want to try and appeal to, to the most amount of people possible, but they really, they really need to, to, to come out and educate people with how, they're di how they would be a differentiator in the Android market. And yeah. security is one of those places. And, you know, when it comes to the, the Android secured portal, I think, I think that's just the beginning of it. Well... I can't even say the beginning because realistically they've been pushing a little bit of Android here and there every now and then for pretty much the past few months. I mean, it's it's not anything new. It's still shocking to to some of the people that are out there, but you know, they they've gently been easing in. I mean, even even the fact that you ha have the ability to run Android apps on your device is is a sign that they are moving towards some sort of Android situation. So, you know, all building blocks, and hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and and do that correctly, and hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and change some of those opinions because it would be unfortunate if uh, you know if people gave up on BlackBerry simply because they switched to Android. I mean, you know. yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a silly reason, especially when we see what BlackBerry is doing, like with Mackenzie Health, right? Like that's a great example of both Android, iPhone, BlackBerry devices, and as well IoT to really show what BlackBerry can offer to an enterprise. So Alex has the Android Secure I, Portal pull up I just up wanted here. to say one thing. Can I just tell you, BlackBerry, this is not how you educate your market. You click on an article, it says, please fill out the form below to access this content. You have to <laughs> put your first, last name, your company, your email, your phone number, and what country you're in. For that's multiple, like, that is not how you educate your that's market. That's like a mildly like, infuriating thing. Th that's like really bad. Like this is literally... I that I it's the thing. It's the thing is, Alex, the enterprise market would, because they're already looking at it, the potential to have an Android phone. I think we talked about this on a previous upstream where people are carrying two phones. They're carrying an iPhone and a BlackBerry, or an Android and a BlackBerry. And a BlackBerry Android would literally solve that problem, literally. So to the enterprises who have that problem, that's the newsletter they need, right? Because they're managing Android already. We're not managing Android. Already. 
a consumer is not managing Android or having to deal with it in a business sense. Yeah, but so, Alex's point was that that stuff needs to be readily accessible. Like, I shouldn't yeah. have to fill out, fill out a page-long form. Do you remember back, like, I can't even remember exactly when it was, but it was a few years ago. Do you remember when you tried to download an OS from the BlackBerry website? Like, you literally had to fill out 30 different sections to be mm -hmm. able to download an OS. Mm -hmm. And same with the developer tools and stuff like that. And then at, at one of the BlackBerry events, that was actually, like, a key announcement. Like, that BlackBerry was remo removing the form fi filing that you had to do in order to be able to download it. Like, that was a key announcement. Like, how impressive was that, right? They need to do that for all other enterprise stuff because, like Alex, I go through all of the enterprise stuff. I sign up for all the enterprise stuff. I probably get every single newsletter that they could possibly push out. And it, it really is pretty tiresome filling out those damn forms. Yeah. We, we just need, like, a general BlackBerry account and just, like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, I mean... No, I, every time you watch an earnings call, like, I literally have to put all of my information in every single time, and it's like, you already have my email. You already have all of my information about me and my company. It's like, do I really have to keep doing this? And I, it's like these corporate, these large companies that it's such a small usability thing, and it's like... Is someone going to be more willing to share content that's easy to access or one that, that it's like, hey, you send it to your buddy and they have to fill out this entire form and probably start getting emails because they put their email address in there? It's, yeah. I don't know. Especially in the days of like Twitter and RSS feeds and stuff like that, you've got to be able to share that stuff easy. Make it easy yeah. for people like... You know, I don't. I don't want to send Chris, someone. Chris, Google. that's what you're for, man. Well, you make it easy. You're gonna post the stuff on Android Secure for us, right? True, and then get yelled at for doing so. That that is that's martyrdom if I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> but I mean, there are so many bigger channels, right? Like, if it goes on Crackberry versus people subscribing to BlackBerry directly, like, where's the readership, like, in terms of volume? You know, it's it's a tough call for them. Why do they want all that information? It probably gives them good demographic numbers of. Who wants to see this kind of content? It no, maybe I, allows them to then deliver it better, right? But you got to start I, somewhere. I guarantee, James, that that's the intent of what they're trying to do. But I guarantee nine times out of ten when a company gets that, it's basically just sitting on a computer somewhere, all that information, and they just don't have the time or the willingness to actually go through it and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's the other problem. my experience. Like, yeah, it has to be something that people actually want to read. <laughs> I almost think they just built the domain to throw us off of the fact that they bought Android Secure. Hey, that's, you know... Right, right. I wouldn't put it past them at this point. <laughs> They're like, oh, crap, they found out early. Bummer. <laughs> let's, let's separate ourselves from this by doing something or misappropriating it for something else. But, I mean... It's kind of like that, that age-old question now. It's like, what happened to the Porsche design? Is it still coming? What happened to Android Secure? Is this what they really intended it for? You know? Well, I wonder, like, it, I mean, if this is a partnership between Porsche, like, I wonder, obviously, what, what percentage Porsche is getting or if they're just getting the name recognition or what. And then it's like, maybe they just weren't making enough money from it. Maybe Porsche ended the, the, the deal, or maybe they mutually agreed, like, let's not do this anymore. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd still like to see a Porsche design passport like that. I think, I think we should clarify that we don't necessarily know if the Porsche deal ended. We're just basically assuming this off the yeah. deal. The, the silver edition actually. Coming out with a high end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All assumption at that point. I, I would be curious to know also if BlackBerry 
in the midst of their, like their design team, if they actually consult and check with the Porsche team to see what they're coming out with to avoid coming out with similar styles, or BlackBerry just does them and Porsche does them? Yeah. Is there any, you know, there's, oh, there's you guys have a vision what she was looking at, you know? I still think, like, just the way a Porsche design is, is built, they all seem to have this kind of same aesthetic, like the same kind of branding and, and imagery toward it. And the Silver Edition really doesn't support that anywhere. Like, yeah. Porsche seems to brand a lot of their devices near the top of the screen where BlackBerry would put theirs, and the Silver Edition really doesn't lend itself to that. It, it's very minimal. Right. There. Also, you look at the last couple uh, renditions of that Q10 model, you know, that graphite and stuff, you know, the backing and the keys, it's, it's very, very different. So I'm not too worried of anything. Imagine if they made the glass keys that were also touch-enabled. That'd look awesome. That'd be that'd be pretty snazzy. And that's what I'm saying. Like I'm still kind of excited. I want to know where where it is. I want to hear about it because normally like August September they're launching it. So yeah. I'm like, you launch the silver edition instead. So it, it, a little like, bit confusing. Surprise, you came out with the Porsche design slider. <laughs> Next year, right? They come. <laughs> it's already been out a year. It runs BlackBerry 10. That would be. It would, would be, be kind of crazy though because basically at that point in time they'd have what like. One, two, at least they'd have four editions of the BlackBerry Passport because you'd have the silver edition, you'd have the regular black, red, and white, and then you'd have the AT&T version, right? So, wow, that'd be a lot of damn passports. And the thing is, it's such a, a polarizing device that they can get away with it probably, you know? Just for the record, I'm not buying a Porsche design one. <laughs> it's interesting. The Porsche design prices are like a thousand bucks, weren't they? Like two thousand before? Yeah, when they initially, when they first started coming out, they were like one thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars. But and then they they basically went somewhere in between, like around the fifteen hundred dollar range, and now they're down to like one thousand ninety-five. That's a good point. I don't know what it points towards, but it's a good point to notice. <laughs> It might, go back, it might go back to what Alex was mentioning a little earlier, you know? Well, I think we're going to get to that point in the podcast, guys, where people are actually going to start watching. <laughs> so, where to begin? So glad we got there. <laughs> we wanted to sweat you guys out for an hour just to see if you really wanted it or not. But here they come. Here they come. Um, let's talk about the Venice. Let's talk about the Blackberry Slider. Let's talk about... I've never heard of it. Yeah, uh, and your kid's birthday party, it's a great addition, go get one. You can buy it online at Shop Blackberry, it's inflatable, you'll have a great time. No, but uh, we're talking about this actual slider device from Blackberry, a four-row hardware keyboard. Alex has some photos of it here from Crackberry. And really, the latest leaks uh, show off a couple interesting things. What Alex is hovering over right now and what's locked on our screens, for those listening, we're looking at basically... BlackBerry Hub on Android, an Android design of the BlackBerry Hub running on this slider device. Again, it has that curved screen, which, again, I have to remember to BBM Blaze about. <laughs> take us down a level, because we'll, we'll, we'll swing back to what those two particular icons are. Here's a breakout of the 18-megapixel camera with fast focus, which, again, I got a BBM Blaze, and then keep going down the <laughs> And then just a curious little image here of what looks like Chromecast, right? But it also sort of reminds me of, like, those very, very early BlackBerry 10 promos where 
they had the device, they hit the icon, and it just magically appeared on the television. Yeah. yeah. It, it's almost like the same idea, regardless of whether it's through Google or DLNA or Miracast, whatever the case may be. Chris, tell us a little bit about some of the observations you had in the posting that you did on these images and what you think, I guess, the BlackBerry community can glean from them at this point in the game. Well, when it, when it comes down to it, I was really excited to actually get the images for one. Let me just say that. Um, I probably rushed a little bit into some of, some of my observations that I placed in the post, but uh, looking back over them, I wouldn't really change anything. Um, when it comes to the essentially the hub on Android thing here, uh, my frame of mind at that point in time when I was doing it up was, okay, this is a Venice. We know that the Venice has essentially been rumored to be running Android. So obviously they're you know, presumably showing us the Android version of it running on the Venice, right? However, in, in the long, long scope of it, it realistically doesn't necessarily have to be Android because, as we know, they announced the BlackBerry Experience Suite. And the BlackBerry Experience Suite is something that will essentially be directed at Windows, iOS, and Android all at the same time. So, you know, looking at it, it could essentially be something else. But obviously we know that, you know, the BlackBerry Venice isn't running Windows 10. It's not running iOS. So presumably we can, we can say that it's Android that it's running on. I, don't, I really don't think that they're going to be overhauling BlackBerry 10 for it. So, again, presumably Android that it's running on. Um, and when you look at, at the design, when you look at that render, that is pretty much exactly what they showed off um, ever so slightly yeah. in the BlackBerry Experience Suite video. Indeed, so, drills and everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the sliding... Walked out, which I find highly interesting as if they took it from a screenshot and built a render of it from it yeah. and then deleted the content that was there. A swipe yeah. from the right to the left on a message brings out a little red box to delete. A swipe from the left to the right brings a little notifier that I imagine you can set a reminder. I think, I think that's a snooze, so like send this back, send, send this email back yeah, to me, me in X amount of time. Yeah. And, and I think it's probably just normal Android form is like if you click a drag and you keep going. So I think if, if you kept dragging to the left, then the entire screen would fill up with red right there and it would just delete it. Yeah. Um, just, that's just like totally normal Android functionality within mailboxes. and. Interesting. Um, You'll see the overflow icon at the top left, which means there is I'm obviously... I'm so thrown off about this. Like It's very weird top left. We're used to the bottom left. We, but again, it's going to be very likely accessible just from a left to right from the, their very edge. So it'll probably pull in just like Android Material does at this point. What are we going to see there? Are we going to see email accounts and social networks? The very interesting thing that I think this image shows off is the fact that they do have Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Yeah, they well made, definitely email, made a point to show that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. shown here. So maybe the intention is when we launch the BlackBerry Hub for the experience suite that it will have these basic tenants built in. Now, that lends me to the idea they're taking the signature action, they're taking the BB10.3 UI, Again, we're all on assumption here at this point, but it looks to me as if they're basically taking the BlackBerry experience of BB10, somehow bringing it over to these other platforms, and then making it better as well. So the question comes to me, are we going to see an upgrade of the BlackBerry 10 experience as well? Because or... this is a better UI. This is a better functionality from what we're looking at right now. 
So yeah. is this concept for the BlackBerry Hub in general, or is it specified to a platform at this point? Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's where I sort of ran in, into conflict because, like I said, we know that it's going to Android and iOS and Windows Phone, but we don't know if it's actually going to filter over to BlackBerry 10 in the way. So, I mean, in the grand scheme, you could probably say that that's running on BlackBerry 10, but from everything that we know, it's probably not. It's probably them showing it off on at least a no-named Android version at this point. Yeah, so. and I'm, I'm trying to find the picture, because we had a few pictures not too long ago where BlackBerry is showing the hub on Android, their renders. They're showing the calendar on Android, they're showing the hub on Android, and they're showing right. something else. And I wish I could find them. I'm searching through here. I'm not finding them. But one thing that I definitely remembered seeing on those, and that was definitely an Android render, is the icon, what was the, there was no lines under the icon. It was like the icon was there, and then this was lined out, and it looked very Android-like. And this is mirroring that design exactly. So I feel like this is definitely like on Android. The one weird thing is that the call to action, or the signature action is in the middle here, whereas Android is always on the right-hand side. Yeah. So that's but, like the one thing throwing it off a bit. But the signature action is in the middle on BlackBerry 10, so yeah. maybe maybe they just moved it over there for, you know, that little extra touch of BlackBerry 10 love. So, so would they do that across, like, uh, like across Android though? Would that like change it on every single app and like absolutely everything? Because then you'll start having inconsistencies if they're like, well, I want it in the middle, but the rest of Android has it on the side. Yeah, I don't. I weird. don't think. I don't think it's humanly possible for them to go ahead and move yeah. it consistently like across the board. It it would pretty much break down to, you know, whether or not the developer included it or whatever the case may be. There's no possible way that they could control all of it. And I absolutely see your point because it does it does create a little bit of UI clunkiness. Yeah. Especially if one is in the middle and one is on the right and who knows, maybe a developer decided to stick one on the left, right? So mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting anyways and I mean, everything that we know, at least up until this point, points that the Venice is going to be Android, so... Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, the question and the conversation really turns to what BlackBerry intends to do with this creation. If it is, if it is just bringing an experience suite to another operating system, or whether it's taking that a step further and saying, hey, I want to bring a product to market, and offer an even more unique experience than what I'm putting everywhere, right? I think there is a potential for them to really develop what they're doing here, specifically on Android, develop it out a little bit more, and really offer like a kind of consolidated BB10-esque experience where you have the flow, you have the peak, and some of those things. Because I've seen, you've seen on HTC and other devices where they do have gestures. It's not like gestures are foreign to Android by any means. Oh, no, absolutely not. But a fully gesture-based OS is. So, again, I think it would be kind of interesting to to gander and wonder whether or not BlackBerry is really going to go all the way with this, so to speak, or do, do something differently. Yeah, Alex, I put this picture in, in our group chat as well, if you want to show the picture directly. But you can see it here. There's no signature action shown. So I wonder if just in the hub, which is a more BlackBerry experience-type application, that... They'll have it in the center, and then in the other apps have it somewhere else. Could be, could be curious to see, but it's yeah. also worth mentioning that I don't, I have absolutely no idea in regards to how old that slide is. 
either. Yeah. No, I. But it, it's funny to see like, hey, this is this is identical to what this is showing. Look, you see the exact same everything. Like, there's the yellow with the snooze there, and like it's it's identical. And this was this was introducing BlackBerry's and uh, Experience Suite, and this was for Android. So it's like, hey, you know, I think there's they're they're showing some similarity yeah. in marketing. Um, and then definitely correlation there. Sorry. Yeah. Absolutely, and then pulling down, you can access that up there. Like, it, it just looks too similar. And then this was absolutely Android because the call that, or the thing is in the bottom right-hand corner here, um, and BlackBerry 10 is not anything like that. So this was definitely drawn to conclusion that it was Android as well. So I think we're finally seeing some more consistencies in their marketing. We've been waiting to see, well, when is this, you know, BlackBerry Experience Suite coming on Android? Well, you know, we're seeing a little bit similar marketing coming out here, so. Whether we, whether BlackBerry likes it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, at this point, we've seen so much that's telling us one thing, that you either, at this point, take it for what it is and embrace the future that may be written on the walls, or we, we hold out and see what BlackBerry officially announces, because I think there may be a little bit more logic and an explanation behind yeah. a move like this. So I think at this point, jumping to any kind of conclusions on on what we see and in, in the c consistency of the imagery, I think is a little bit early still. And I know we're like three months, four months from a launch of this Venice, whatever it may be, right? But maybe it's not. Maybe they're continuing to develop it. I think they've had a lot of time at this point to really iron out what was missing in BlackBerry 10 and now fix to work to better it. Yeah, we... I mean, I I joke I joke plenty about what the situation currently is, and sometimes that's just basically because I realistically don't know exactly what they're doing. But I mean, there that's what it comes down to. We we still don't know, even after all of this information and all these rumors and all the speculation that's pushed out there. We still don't know what the hell their exact plan is. We can stare at pictures and slides and renders all damn day, but it still doesn't give us, you know, any direct conclusion as to what they will actually announce when John Chen gets up on stage. You know. What yeah. About, you know, I. I did want to say one thing because, like, I feel like, um, I, I do like how all this looks, but I feel like this definitely has some type of like, you know, Google feel to it. Very simple. Yeah. Like I feel, I, like you look at this picture and it feels Google, and you see BlackBerry written everywhere. So I don't know. It's I don't know if it's just me looking at it and seeing it, but this this feels more kind of Google t to me for some reason. Um, material design ish. I don't know. And yeah, this is this is again just more showing. Um, there, yeah. Realistically, BlackBerry had like a video a while back. Yeah, that you press the button and you have the video show on all the screens and everything like that. And this is kind of like more realization. Well, it's like, well, this is what Chromecast does and has been doing. And people recognize Chromecast more so than they do what, what was a Wi-Fi Direct is the the actual name yeah. used for BlackBerry doing it. So, like, you know, so much about just marketing is like people understanding what it is. Do people know what Chromecast is? Yeah. Do people know what Wi-Fi Direct is? No, they have no idea. So, just adding even, some Even still, like, if you, if you were to hyper-hyper-analyze the imagery, which you shouldn't at any point, but if you're looking at, like, what Alex is showing, the tablet is not a Google tablet. It's an iPad. No. I mean, but yeah. we're not going to look into it that deep because it is what it is when how old they are is anyone's guess. But I think it's 
good to see some kind of consistent backstory going as the device is being developed, as if they want to build it for something. And I think that purpose is really where we're going to see the value here. The question really comes to us, guys. How do you secure Android, right? Yeah. We've, we've seen the device in real life. You can see it there on the screen. We've seen, we know what it's going to look like. We know what the idea for the UI and the software and services are. But will it be as secure and as efficient and as productive as BlackBerry 10 is today? Uh, only time will tell, you know. There's some people who would argue that, you know, they need, that they, they really want to see some of those Android apps. And, I mean, if they can bring that BlackBerry 10 utility in terms of the gestures, the hub, and, and other features, and that and on, on a plus side, they get those, those other utility apps that they've been harping on for for the past few years, then, you know, th there is that possibility that they, they will have potentially a more, a, a different experience on, on the Android device that could potentially, to that specific person, uh, be better. To other people, depending on how they do it, it might not be as good, and they might choose to stick with BlackBerry 10 and vice versa. It really really depends on how it how it turns out, you know? And Brandon, what about you? If, if I put a, two sliders in front of you, one of them ran BlackBerry 10.3.3, which is is what it is, right? And I, I give you an Android M device, or I give you an Android Lollipop slider. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Which one does uh, which one does Tinder run better on, guys? <laughs> Alex is definitely getting the slider, although we haven't heard Verizon yet. But so so you'd go for the Android one? Is that what you're saying? No, right? Uh. To be honest, at this point, I'm kind of, when it comes to BlackBerry, I'm kind of like getting it to the point where I'm almost, almost OS agnostic at this point, just because it's been there's been such a deviation in the past year about, you know, what's really going on with the BlackBerry 10 OS and stuff like that. And at this point, I just really, I'm glad with what I, whichever one comes out first, I'm gonna get. If they come out at the same time, I'm probably gonna go for the BlackBerry 10 version, just because it's easier for me simply to just transfer over to a BlackBerry 10 device. Although, if the Android device comes out first, um, I've been really dying for a new touch device, a yeah. new touchscreen device, and a slider device. I've been dying for a slider device since BlackBerry 10 came out. So, if they play the cards out and, and bring out the Android device first, I'm probably going to opt to get the Android device. And then we'll see how it goes. If I really like it, if they come out with a BlackBerry 10 device after, you know, it may it might not be able to justify me going back to BlackBerry 10 if they can bring a lot of those experiences, the, the hallmark BlackBerry 10 experiences, to Android, which is honestly what I think they're trying to do at this point. Right off of that, Brandon, I think it's good to make mention that what we're seeing so far is that this isn't going to be a dual-boot endeavor. This isn't going to be a you-can-just-swap-OS because they're literally building the same experience over right? Yeah. At least from what it looks like in terms of the experience suite. Question will be, is the experience suite on Android good enough to be a standalone device, right? Yeah. So, if at purchase, you could pick and choose. So, it, it, they both come available at the same time. Jubei, is this something you would buy if you had the option of going Android versus BlackBerry 10? Is this something you'd be interested in? Um, you know, I'm, I... I, I... I sit here, I listen to you guys talking about, like, you know, this whole thing. And, um, to me, it's it's almost like the same difference. 
uh, I enjoy uh, BB10's uh, operating system, and I'd probably go for that version. But um, one thing to really consider when we're talking about all of this for all the viewers and listeners out there is that you know we don't we don't have an idea of what BlackBerry has uh, in mind moving forward with their devices and how they can integrate Android if they are. But um, you know you got to keep in mind too that. This is really about business, you know. And Chen yeah. is really trying to um, make that handset division profitable. That's that's he's in it for the bottom dollar, and if sort of securing Android is going to make that money for the shareholders, bringing value to the company, it's going to happen. Um, if and I, and I go back to the AT&T variant passport. Because that was a very interesting situation. We talked about it before and a few upstreams ago when it did come out. And, you know, my displeasure with it because it didn't make sense. You know, any AT&T customer could have just gone to Amazon or Shop Blackberry and just actually just bought the regular passport and put their SIM card in. Um, I think we see Blackberry testing out and uh, testing the waters in a number of things. I believe that this, this uh, device is definitely... Up in the ante on that, but uh, they're gonna see what happens. They're gonna see what the mark, how the market responds to it. They're gonna see how consumers respond to it, how enterprise uh, responds to it, and they're gonna move forward from there. If uh, if, it's, if it's if it's a big hit, expect to see it evolve. If it's yeah. not, you're not gonna see it. Um, <laughs> the same the same can be said of BlackBerry 10, unfortunately. So, right. You know, so I I think here there's a lot of people thinking that you know blackberry has a, a bible some sort of philosophy or thing that they're like gung-ho about and they're just a waving the blackberry flag the blackberry flag is just a dollar sign it's business 101 dude that's what yeah. that's what their bible is and um they're gonna put out a strong product they're gonna put out a, a very you know they're gonna do what blackberry does and i think the slider device is going to be a very compelling sell uh, for both uh, android people and BlackBerry because remember this device isn't designed for BlackBerry users they didn't say okay what can we do for BlackBerry fans no this is like how can we expand our market how can we attract more how people? can we sell hardware and make money that's it so if there's <laughs> someone on Android or there's someone on iPhone and people looking you you want the attention you want to bring in new customers you want to expand that you want to make money Yep. So, um, you know, going back full circle to James' question, you know, for me personally, you know, I'm not the target audience, right? Um, I'll definitely get a hands-on device when it comes out. And, you know, if it's Android, I've had Android before. Um, if it's BlackBerry 10, which I prefer personally, great. If it's some sort of marriage between the two where it works really well, where BlackBerry was able to secure Android with a little bit of a facelift of BB10, all right, that's kind of brilliant in its own fashion. Can it be done? We'll wait and see. Um, but uh, they're 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 gonna they're working hard. Chen is a guy who's after results. That's it. Yep. Get it done. If it doesn't work, we're moving on. We're gonna try something else. But he's going to uh, find a way to make the handset division um, make it profitable. And this makes him flexible because he builds this experience suite everywhere. And it just opens up the opportunities, right? It's not just BB10, and I have to push this one thing. Now I've got 
arms and other people's devices in such a massive market to then go get after. I think you're right. That bottom dollar is really where Chen is at at this point. Yeah. Question I mean, on the other side too, where it's like, man, BlackBerry figured out a way to secure Android. What else can BlackBerry do as far as right? Home? If they if they actually if they actually go around and, and secure Android and do some kind of whatever be it a hypervisor or you know they've just hardened the heck out of it right whatever the case may be if they do go and secure Android to a degree and, and get behind it it puts their their own kind of you know that gold level of security that they uphold today it puts right. that on the line and says we bet money you know we literally bet money that this is going to work for us. So are they that confident at this point, or is it going to be a more progressed thing over time? What do you think, Alex? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of like, I'm reading the chat, and I'm thinking, and um, I was just thinking this thought. Like, if you get a, a BlackBerry device that's running Android, and if someone comes up to you and says, oh, hey, you know, what phone is that? Do you say it's a BlackBerry, or do you say it's a BlackBerry and immediately immediately afterwards pre uh, preface it by saying or preface running it Android. it's it's running Android. Like like I, I just feel like it's gonna be really weird to say I have a Blackberry device and Alex, I said Android. I said to Chris earlier today, I'm like, if Blackberry does their job right, no one's gonna know the difference. Yep. It's just That's true. Blackberry, you know? And it has the gestures, it has the apps, it, it okay. is what it is, right? That question actually came up on one of my forum posts. Basically, what do you say? Do you, do you call it an Android device? Because I asked, what what makes a BlackBerry a BlackBerry? And it's like, yeah. that actually came up in the forum post. I'm like, eh. Here's the thing. Here's the, 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 the sticker for me, right? That BlackBerry right now exists with BlackBerry 10 as an operating system that when attached with a security application can literally open up a secondary operating system with balance, right? So that's BlackBerry 10 to me. It's a hard and secure, I built this from the ground up to do this thing for me, right? So I guess the question is would a BlackBerry device just have Android on the side and still have that QNX core? Or would it just put the two one on top of another and we're going to prioritize this aesthetically but run this underneath? And, and really at this point, would they even tell us, right? If we we yeah. secured Android by using a hypervisor. Are they going to even say that? Probably not. Well, even I, I, if it was the case, I feel like they wouldn't even tell us because why do we care? Yeah, I that's think, that's too deep knowledge for some people. Yeah, but I think that's something we're going to find out fairly quickly because the the question is you get an Android device and you can root it. You can run Linux on it. You could do all this stuff with it. A lot of my friends who have Android devices, that's what they do. They just like playing around with it. So the question is if you get this BlackBerry Android device, are you going to be able to root it? If you can't root it, then that probably means it's secure. You know people are going to start trying to root whatever device this is. Oh, yeah. And the Hell question yeah. is, will it be successful in rooting it? Will I be able to wipe it and install vanilla uh, Android M on it or not? And I think that's something we're just going to see in time. I'm honestly surprised somebody Before hasn't already got their hands oh, on God. it. Sorry. I had, I had heard some rumors. I wanted to hear, bounce this off of you guys. I heard that BlackBerry was like running around in secret at the Black Hat convention I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they, they probably have some people there, like maybe on the low low, just seeing what's available, seeing what hacks are happening. But I found it interesting from an inf information security perspective in that community, you know, how much maybe crossover there is between, obviously, information security and what BlackBerry can offer to the market. And if there is a way to take Android and say, look, 
it has a lot of these holes, but we found a way to kind of cap them with yeah. our own solution. Can and you test that, it out for us? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, have a go at it. Don't tell anyone. Sign this paper, you know? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't come up sooner or as of yet that, you know, that information is out there or anything like that because, you know, how deep does that go? Obviously, BlackBerry has to do some testing on it, and really, I don't think that they would, you know, rely on just in-house stuff because, as as everybody knows, it it takes the right set of eyes to be able to go. You can build something up, you can tear something down, but it takes the right set of eyes to do it. Uh, in, in most cases, you know, you got to have the right person looking at it. All it takes is one individual to be able to say, "Oh, that's a miss." That's a problem, and we can expose that problem. So, you know, I think the more eyes that they have on it would be better uh, to be able to go ahead and and root out any of the, yeah, root out <laughs> root out any of those potential problems. You know what I mean? You bring up such an interesting point, and this is something I think we all can relate, understand, and respond to, because I think there's parallels between the markets, right? Let's look at the Jeep that was hacked, right? Huge news was all over the place. This Jeep was essentially running Uconnect and very likely, again, never been confirmed at this point, but it was very likely running a version of QNX, right? In the same sense that Jeep's problems were more of how that technology was put together, not necessarily the software that ran the different you know, modules and whatnot on the car. It's how they organized those different assets and how they interconnected. So the integration was the problem, right? Yeah. And it literally was down to it, like, we've got to do a recall to get this stuff fixed. Like, we have to take out the infotainment system and put a new one in. But that's how bad it was. It was, like, literally an engineering mishap. And the software underneath obviously just made it all happen. It, it literally took the hack and was able to run it for them in, in a very efficient way, which is kind of unfortunate, right, from a marketing perspective. But... Was it locked? Was it bootloaded? Did they go in and change all of the code? No. Jeep just made a made a, a mistake in the way they amalgamated the pieces in terms of the security and how those different drivers and where everything rested, so where the access was. So with that being said, it's kind of a similar situation with Android and BlackBerry. Is BlackBerry able to give you a CarPlay or Android Auto experience while still preserving the core competencies that you need for the security of the car? Can they keep that separate? It's almost a, the same challenge, right, to a different to a different endpoint. And I think BlackBerry, as we look toward the IoT, is going to look to things like Android and look to things like Linux and see what can we really do to make this better for end users so that they can use what they already like, what they can use what's open source but do so through a secure channel. And, and maybe that is part of the IoT platform that Chen really wants to bring to market for automotive, medical, obviously mobile devices as well. And, and in the future, you know, we talked about maybe licensing. Like, where, what point does it get to where we can just launch an Android device on Android hardware, get it be a BlackBerry skin, right? Like, yeah. where, where do we draw the line? And... and and really, will Chris still report on it, right? Will Chris report on a full Android device? Like, I, I, I wonder that question. Do you think it'll make or break black? Like, if you're a security company that's claiming that you secure Android, and if they, if someone ends up rooting it, will that just be the end of like BlackBerry? Will that be so detrimental that it's like, like I, I, it, it's worrisome. Like, if this phone comes out and someone well, yeah, finds some type of root, the... like. Alex, um, would BlackBerry allow themselves to come out with a product like that? I mean, 
I think so. Would they venture into it to begin with unless they were confident that they could pull it off? That's true. I don't yeah. think they're going to secure Android. I think they're going to build an Android device, personally. I think right now it's not about securing Android. I think a hypervisor, any solution like that is years away because, as Jubei said, it's going to need hardening. But right now, I sell 4 million devices a year. I need to sell 10. How do I bridge that 6 million gap? I sell so you're saying device. they're going to essentially do Android device with, like, a launcher – and down the line, they'll try and truly secure Android. That's like this I next, think, this slider might not be the secure Android device that I we. I think. I think, and I wrote this in my article two months ago, where it's going to be an incremental move to Android to solidify the money, to get the consumer name out there, to change some of the perception, and to offer that device for BYOD where people are carrying to squash a lot of their small bugs and work on the larger okay. Android problem over the years. Because I think they're going to backburn BB10. I don't think they're going to kill it. I don't think it's going to go end of life anytime soon. No, but no. I think they need to reappropriate how they use it, right? And do it in a way that can obviously make them money. Because, like Jubei said, bottom dollar. That's what Chen Chen's working at. So maybe just like swapping of assets right now, moving things around a little bit. But that's just a personal opinion, right? There's, there's only so much behind that at this point in terms of the educatedness of saying so. But maybe Brandon will get ties in, right? And it'll be floating on top of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all. That's all Brandon wants, because Tizen is a great development platform, just like BB. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we took a we took a dead a stick to a dead horse. I think at this point. Yep. Aside from the leaks we've seen, are you guys like honestly excited for BlackBerry at this point? At this junction, are you guys like as optimistic as you were a year ago? Where's your head at in terms of your your connectedness with BlackBerry? I, I'm personally less optimistic in terms of devices and and like obviously BlackBerry 10. Um, I think like their stock right now, I guess I did not think it was going to be going anywhere this low anytime. You know, I don't know a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever when I was probably most optimistic. So it's like no, in one form I'm not, but in the potential of what software can be. For BlackBerry, I'm more optimistic than ever. It's just I know it's going to take a lot of time, and you know it's tough to see that 60 million cars are running on QNX. And what does that mean? It's not a front-end thing. You can't. They're never going to advertise. Hey, did you know that your car is probably running on QNX? Isn't that great? People are going to be like, okay, what the hell does that even mean? Like, <laughs> like and, and but Alex, Alex, what if that is the future of BlackBerry 10? You know. Yeah, to do, which to is do what QNX already does in vertical market. It speaks, it's silent, it's a wraith, you don't know about it, but it, it's essentially Windows trying to get Windows 10 running on everything. They they said Windows 10 is our thing that we're going to have on everything. Oculus Rift, we're going to have it. That's going to be the bare bones thing on everything. Well, BlackBerry 10, we already have the 10 in the name. Everything is identical. Yeah, BlackBerry 10, Windows 10. Those are going to be the two major IoT platforms running on things. Um, I Here's think what I, I think, think BlackBerry's advantage is, right? Because BlackBerry is all about an open we don't care what you're running, we're gonna hook we're gonna hook up and connect with you. Is continuum available on anything but Windows ten? No. But blend? Yes. You know, you did bring up a, a not great interesting point, Alex. I don't yeah. to cut you off, uh, James, but now that Windows is gonna go with a very large push hard uh, campaign on Windows ten, will that Put BlackBerry in a position to possibly consider another name for their operating system. <laughs> because Windows, yeah, yeah, bro, it's called Microsoft is, has is that company that will spend billions on advertising. Yeah. 
is that going to force BlackBerry to say, man, we got to probably drop this 10? <laughs> they move the plant up, BB-11. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I, at the same time, I, I don't think it's a bad thing being Windows 10 and BlackBerry 10. Like, it's literally the company name. Well, Windows is pretty much Microsoft, whatever. But, like, company name and then the number 10. So it's like Next you can pick year, between. Yeah. Apple comes out with what? iOS... I, well, that's the thing. They yeah, they have OS X, which is essentially the X10. You know, um, I don't know. Like, I'm operating sh- system right now. They're really they're gonna release they iOS, iOS nine. So next year, whether well, iOS X. companies with ten. <laughs> well, iOS X is the worst. Name. <laughs> <laughs> iOS X. It's it's a weird thing because like Windows like Windows ten was not the mobile operating system. They had Windows Phone Mobile, or they had Windows Phone, whatever. Windows and they, they actually took the yeah, they actually took the the desktop name, Windows 10, and they're like, this is not like literally now Windows 10 is what you get on phone, tablet, desktop, everything else. So it's like they could go either way. Like OS X could be their IoT platform. I'm sure you know iPhone or uh, Apple's going to get into the IoT platform if they're not already. I guess the question is what it's going to be, but if they choose something 10, I think that'd be pretty funny. Like, all the <laughs> players have, like, ten. yeah. BlackBerry is the first one to do it. What does that uh, tell you? What does that tell you? Yeah. So let's, that? Talk, let's talk about 10.3.3. I know there's been, like, some weird, weird, almost stupid rumors going around about <laughs> 10.3.3, like, and it's going to bring the support for the curved edge, and it's going to... It's going to be on, you know, on the, on the slider device or things like that. What do you guys think? It seems like the timeline almost lines up, right? Like 10.3 would come on an Android slider or, I mean, on a, a slider-type device later in the year toward the holiday season. Do you guys think this is going to be a, a substantial update or more like a maintenance on top of maintenance, just a small update for them? Do you think there's really going to be a lot of substance on this update or, or not so much? I don't know because you know typically in the past BlackBerry's been very communicative on what new features, exciting new stuff you look forward to in each update, and they've been uh, pretty hush hush on uh, 10.3.3, and we haven't really heard much about it. Uh, I think it's safe to say it's definitely going to have a lot of you know maintenance and stability fixes and stuff. Because I don't, I don't think we should ignore the fact that 10.3.2 seemed a little bit like sketchy soon. Yeah, it was. It seems like they just pushed it out because they had it kicking around on the servers, you know. Like, really, people didn't even have 10.3.1 at that point in time, and they were they were rolling out 10.3.2. So, it I I don't want to say that it was rushed out because there's you know there's nothing wrong with 10.3.2. If anything, the majority of the problems came with 10.3.1, but it just seemed like. 10.3.2 was so randomly tossed out there, and it just sort of came out of nowhere, kind of. That yeah. you know, you're you're waiting around for 10.3.3 already, really. You just rolled out 10.3.2. It's probably and, and yet they tell us it's coming, which is like the the worst tease. Yeah, because there wasn't nothing else. It's probably because there wasn't any like big features that came out in 10.3.1, yeah. 10.3.2. Like it's like. Come on, like, add something new. Like, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you one. I'll, I'll give BlackBerry some advice. If they want to, like, add a feature <laughs> that's super simple that will blow people's minds, just do an instant share action from a screen capture. So someone can take a screen capture yeah, it's been requested and for so instantly damn long. share it. 
It's something that's been requested for over a year now on the beta zone, and for whatever reason, they don't add it. But that's one thing that would make life infinitely easier for so many people. Just have it be a toast. Yeah. And just, it's so... And, and that would blow people's minds. They don't add it because they're, they're mine. Yeah, they're not, it doesn't seem like they're, they're fo- like their focus on yeah. BlackBerry 10 has not their, been there for the past year. Yeah, sure. it's understandable. So, do you guys remember this, it was a square BlackBerry device, it was a concept that you slid up, and it was like, I forget what it was called, it was like the BlackBerry Tilt or something like bizarre. It was just a square looking thing, and honestly, I'm looking at it right now, and it reminds me exactly of the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition. <laughs> I'm gonna put a link in our chat so we could laugh about it off air. But I want to tell everyone, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Doesn't it look like? Yeah, yeah. Stop teasing him, James. It kind of really does. Oh, okay. It does like a bad. It's like a really bad photo of it, but kind of yeah. like the same idea, right? The yeah. Back. Yeah, the pretty much. Literally pretty much take if out the swivel. It, yeah, if, if you took out the swivel and made it a little bit taller, that's exactly the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I find that pretty amusing. That was a concept from a months and months ago. I don't even know how I stumbled across that at this hour, but <laughs> uh, I think at this point, the biggest takeaway from this particular episode of Upstream is that, one, we are all looking forward. We're excited about what is to come, and two, don't count the chickens before they hatch. For sure. Yeah. Because right now, it, what haven't we seen at this point? Like, that's honestly where I'm at with it. Like, we've seen everything under the sun. I think BlackBerry is very, very capable of executing well, but we can't let our expectations go everywhere because they have a venue for where they want to deliver this, right? Whatever it may be. And I think it's going to be a good business for them because they're all about making the money right now. We've seen the software revenue tick up, and that is still the focus. Let's build the revenue streams, and then we can go mess around with BB10 and make people happy, right? <laughs> Let's make some money first. Any other? Yeah. I agree with Jabay. Everything he said about the devices and John Chen and the profit and everything, that... That was pretty much the summary of my, one of my posts from earlier, and it's absolutely spot on. I agree with everything Jubei said. If you missed what he said, just rewind that tape and just check it out. That's exactly what I want to say. This is why we brought him <laughs> on. This is why he's invited. He's, he's got nuggets, man. He's got nuggets. <laughs> anyway, guys, I appreciate having you on. This is episode 60 of Very Flows Upstream. We'll see you on episode 61 next Sunday. Take care, guys. Later!